G'day, it's Ben Davis. Thanks for catching up on Mornings here on SENQ. But you know what? You can also catch up some great content with other SEN shows, such as Brekkie with Patty and Heels, The Captain's Run with Cameron Smith and Denon Kemp, all on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. But until then, sit back and enjoy and make sure you tell your mates. All right, I need to set this up. Mr. September is in the building. He's in the studio, Clark Keating. A very good morning to you. Now, normally with all my guests, they have a theme song coming through. Sam, you have to talk me through that one. What? What? Who was it? September, Earth, Wind and Fire. It said it in the in the lyrics. Have you heard that song, Clark? <laughs> Earth, Wind <laughs> and Fire. Very well. <laughs> Earth, Wind and Fire sounds good. <laughs> yeah, they weren't playing that at City Rails 20 years ago. I can tell where Earth, Wind and Fire, Sam. I- I'm impressed that you even know who that is, but I couldn't name you one of their songs until now, September. Yeah, did you, did you know who Earth, Wind and Fire were? No, I've heard of them, but no. I Big in the 70s and 80s, disco vibes. You've just been born. <laughs> just been born. <laughs> Disco vibes indeed. Um, uh, Clark, a very good a very good morning to you. Sorry, that threw me. That threw me. Mr. September, great to have you on board. Normally normally we have a segment called Where Are They Now Wednesdays. I'm going to change this to um, Take Me Back Tuesday. All right? Sounds so there great. We, yeah, very good. I'm just making that up on the spot. <laughs> uh, and what we do is we, we, get, we get stars of the past and find out what they are doing and what they're up to now. So before we talk some footy, Yep. What What is Clark Keating doing right now? Right now, mate, I've got a, a business called Luxicar, which is in the subscription space for luxury high-end vehicles. Uh, it's been going for about three years. and yeah, uh, subscription-based for cars. Yeah. So, so it's like Netflix for cars. Is absolutely, it yeah. You pay, a, you pay a, a weekly fee and you get to drive a car around. Um, we're long-term, though. We aren't short-term. So we're minimum four-month uh, subscription. And uh, car goes out, clients uh, drive it around, and they hand it back when they're finished. Outstanding. Yeah, and we cover all the uh, servicing, registration, any fair wear and tear to tyres, et cetera, and they just put fuel, pay for tolls and and their weekly fees. Nice one. Well, and the reason I ask you too about what you're doing now, I'm looking back at the the, the class that you were involved in 20 years ago, part of the three-peat, and right now that team and that club have their fingerprints all over the AFL and this AFL final series. Your old captain, Vossi, in charge of Carlton. Craig McRae, in charge of Collingwood. Mm, Craig Lambert, who I know was 2000, he finished up at the Lions, but he and Mel, his wife, have been part of that GWS setup since day Day one. one. Yep. As as development and welfare. And and they were like the mum and dad of the team, weren't they, that that cultivated the Giants to where they are now, about to play their fourth prelim. And, and of course, we've got the, the Lions. So. Yeah, and Luke Power, don't forget. Oh, Luke Power. Greater GWS. Western and Carlton. Oh, yeah. There we go. Mm. And I can just uh, imagine what it would have been like the other night, when I say the other night, what was it, two weeks ago now, yep. that the Hall of Fame, the 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 reunion, the 23, uh, the, the, the reunion, 20-year reunion of the uh, the three-peat. It would have been amazing to catch up with with most of those blokes. Oh, it was great. And it was um, a lot of fun, mm. to, to be honest. Uh, obviously, there was another thing attached to that being the Hall of Fame. But to, to have all the players there uh, in one room uh, at, a, at a, an event that was really well uh, run by the Lions uh, was really good. Everyone was dressed up, had a good night. Uh, I, unfortunately, had my young family with me so I couldn't party on till all hours of the morning afterwards so I, I went home and 
and took them all to bed. So I, I behaved and, and uh, woke up without a hangover, which was nice. Uh, that was very different to what was happening 20 years ago. But I'm glad you mentioned the Hall of Fame because you were inducted. Into yeah, that. yeah. Yeah, no, it was uh, – mate, it was, it was a, a very humble and, and I actually wasn't expecting it. I had a phone call from Graham Downey about uh, three or four months ago and he said that the – the committee had put my name forward to the board and the board said yes and uh, there you go. I'm uh, a, a Hall of Fame inductee of the Brisbane Lions. So uh, very, very humbled and very excited to be part of that. Outstanding. Well, let's start talking about the class of 23 rather than 2003. We will get back to those stories yeah. too because yep. they're, they're pretty bloody good. But the, the, what you're seeing now and the question I'm asking everyone this weekend, being a Brisbane footy fan, so Lions or Broncos, what are you worried about this weekend? Um, there's, a, there's a lot not to be worried about, but is there a little voice? Yeah, in the back I, th- I think you I think go... you've got to be worried about a team who's got nothing to lose, which is which is Carlton. Mm. You know, no one would ever have thought they'd get to or win a final, let alone um, to win a couple and to be at the second last game of the year at the prelim. Um, and I think those teams that have got nothing to lose, you know, Vossi, I'm sure, will be telling his boys, guys, no one thought we were going to beat Melbourne. We did. Yeah. And now we're going to travel to Brisbane, where Brisbane are favourite, haven't lost a game at the Gabba, all the pressure's on them. So, hey, just go out there, have fun, play your game of football and see where it takes you. And I think that's the biggest concern this weekend is you've got a Carlton team who have won 11, no, 10 of the last 11 games and are, are running on high and running on confidence, which is a, a scary opposition to face. Yeah, I was looking back through the stats too. The, the Lions have won 10 of the last 12. So they had a couple of yeah. couple little hiccups there in, in the mid-run of the season, but they've... So you've got two of the form teams of the yeah. comp going head-to-head. Right now, and we will take our listeners to Michael Voss Oval at Brighton yep. Homes Arena where the Lions are having their training session right at the moment. Uh, we'll, we'll be keeping an eye on the, the big Jacks, Jack Gunston and Jack Payne yep. as well because uh, we're hearing reports that Jack Payne's been in a moon boot since Port Adelaide, which is not good. Considering no. the last time they met uh, Carlton, he kept uh, Charlie Kerno to, to one goal and ten touches, which yeah, it's is been great, hasn't it? pretty Jack Payne. Pretty, pretty special. Well, that's his uh, his uh, intercept marking has just gone to another level this year. Mm. It's been great to watch. And he can inflict, inflict plenty, of, plenty of pain on the opposition as well. So we, we will take our listeners out there to, to get an update on that. But but can you imagine, Clark, a time when Michael Voss comes back to the Gabba, i.e. Saturday, and gets booed? Oh, no. I couldn't imagine that at all, to be honest. But then again... You know, our, our line supporters are very passionate these days, and I think they, if, if a coach, past player, is in their way, then they'll uh, definitely make sure the Lions, you know, get get around to the club and support them. Okay, because you can give us an insight to how, how Vossi's feeling, because realistically, we have to kill Bambi to make a grand final. We have to kill the original Lion King. He is standing in the yeah. road yep. of making a grand final. I'm pretty sure... This team right now won't have any qualms about that. And as a player, I'm sure whatever stood in your road, you do that. But how would Vossi be feeling right now, do you think? Oh, he'd be he'd be excited, I think, to take his um his team up to Brisbane to his home ground. He knows the ground really well. Um he's played plenty of games there, he knows which side to to use in kicking out and attack. Um, I think he'll feel like as if okay, it's Okay, hang on, his... I'm gonna stop you right there. What do you mean what side? What is there a better side than yeah, others? To... I think the uh the northern side of the ground. Is uh, not as wide, I reckon. It seems to be that so you. So it's like the Vulture Street side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you can basically go down that side. It's a, it's a directer line to goal, I believe. Then coming the southern side, 
uh, which seems to have a, a longer arc to it, if you know what I mean. <laughs> it could just be perception, but I think, uh, remember Walsey told us uh, when he was coaching back in 94, uh, 95, he said that the, uh, the northern side of the ground seemed to be a direct line of goal. Outstanding stuff. That's yeah. why we are talking to Mr. September right now, Clark. Kenny. Do, do you like that moniker, Mr. September? Oh, I mean, <laughs> It's a great one to have, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> Especially 20 years after I played in the uh, tw- uh, 03 grand final. It's still sticking around. So, uh, no, it's, it's not a bad uh, moniker to have, that's for sure. Before we get into that and how the name stuck and and, and leading into 2003, sh- shoulder problems, were, were, they, they've plagued you mm. um, for your career, and that's why you, you missed a lot of yes. 2003. Sam Doherty is expected to play for Carlton this weekend. His shoulder popped out before yeah. half time against the Demons. Yes. Strapped it up, taped him up, probably needled him up, get out there, and he was part of the match winning goal. Can, can you get your head around the fact the bloke has popped his shoulder and then he's going to line up in a prelim the next week? Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's um, I suppose, a prelim final. Is it, you know, Carlton hasn't been there for a while, but to have a shoulder, it all depends on what happens internally. If he's actually torn um, ligaments, then it'd be. It, be very likely to do it again throughout the game. But if he's just stretched it and they've put it back in, then he should be okay to play and play the game out. He might need some tightening up uh, post-season with surgery, et cetera. Yeah. But uh, it really just comes down to what damage he's done internally to that shoulder. Because if he has torn a lot of the ligaments, it, literally one overhead mark or one tackle, he could pop it out again and can't be one player down. And, I mean, you strap it up. Yeah, quite you strap it up. You inject, inject it to stop yeah. the pain. Um, AC joint could be a bit sore as well. Um, so the AC joint's very easy to uh, localise. It's like a doctor, don't I? Yeah. I've had plenty of shoulder injuries, but uh, it's a yeah. It was, it was an injury that um, it can be managed. Uh, I think we ha- with myself though in the ruck, it was very hard to play with the shoulder that was a bit dodgy, given mm. the fact that my right one was the one that had four shoulder recos on it, which is the one I went up with to tap. So that would have been, um, you know, I would have had to have really consciously not gone up as high or as as um, as strong if I had a shoulder issue playing in the ruck. And your trademark was just to belt it. And, yeah. and belt it 30, 40 metres. <laughs> Some blokes can't get that far. You're, you're belting it downfield. So doing that with a bung shoulder would be, mm. would be pretty pretty ordinary as well. What about tackling? Does that come into your... Yeah, it does. You just, you just can't reach. If you if you reach, yeah. you've got another high, high chance of popping it again. So you've got to really get your chest into the tackle and, and cuddle them as such. Not, not, not outreach and stretch them. <laughs> uh, Razor sent through a text. He wants to take you back to 2003. Um, RCK. CK. Yeah. There, there we go. Clark Keating. Yeah. What was going through your mind when Bowie McDonald goes down to the grand final and you have to ruck single-handedly against Collingwood? Yeah, no, poor Bowie. It was in the four, six, seven-minute mark of the yeah. first quarter. Uh, he, he went down with that shoulder and they couldn't put it back in, the poor bugger. So he had to oh. actually go to hospital and get, um, I think, gassed up so he would relax to put the shoulder back into play. Um, but, yeah, it was – look, I was excited. I was – no, because no, obviously as a ruck, we played the dual rucks and you only play half a game each. And uh, it was good to know that I was going to be playing the lion's share of that game. So I was uh, I was tickle peak and, and, and raring to go. Daryl White came in and, and gave a bit of a chop out every now and then to give me about a five-minute break each quarter. But, uh, no, it was – and it was a sort of a, a wet game as well, that 2 grand final. Mm. Um, so I knew it was going to be a, a lot of stoppages, a lot of ruck contests, um, bandy throw-ins. So I was prepared for that and, and it worked in my favour. Outstanding, Ray. I hope that answers your question. 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. Uh, plenty to discuss, plenty to step through as far as Lions and Carlton are concerned. Uh, but also, what are you worried about, Brisbane fans? I, I, I know we are celebrating because, well, 
we can't get complacent. We've got the Broncos and the Lions, both as red-hot favourites to progress from their prelim finals. But surely there's a little nagging voice somewhere going, oh, we just got to be careful of. Mm, you fill in the blanks. 13, 13, 55, 0, 4, 6, 7, 7, 3, 6, 7, 3, 6. Hey, we're coming up to 19 minutes past 10. Crackers, are you able to hang around? Because we, we've got to actually pay some bills and then we'll come back and, yeah, no and we'll continue this chat. Uh, heading to the Gabatoire. This I've got some bills Saturday. we paid as well, if you want. Uh, sorry? I've got bills we paid too, if you uh, want. Be paid. Yeah. Oh, All right. Yeah. We're going to do that during the ad. All right. <laughs> <laughs> back with more in just a moment. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. My God. The Conings in the air. Everywhere I look around. The Conings everywhere. Leaving bodies on the ground. And he's better than his brother, even better <laughs> than his dad. There's only one Thomas DeConin, and he's the best one we'll ever have. DeConin's in the Oh, there we go. The dulcet tones of Robbie Williams, would you believe? He has jumped on the Carlton bandwagon. He has got some pull. He's got some star power. So not only do Carlton come here with the wind at their backs after taking down the Demons, but they come with the, the star power of Robbie, Robbie. Williams. What about what, what about you, Crack? I'm going to put you on the spot here. In, <laughs> yeah. in, 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 in the day, in the, the three-peat era, who was who was the Lions' most famous supporter? Who who was hanging around the shed? Any famous faces that sort of popped in? That oh, Ben, you got me on got on the on the edge there. Um, off memory, I, I don't really recall anyone <laughs> to be honest. We all hey, we all jumped on that bandwagon. Yeah, we right? had a lot yeah. of. Uh, I think there were a lot of supporters around. Absolutely, yeah. after the game, I think our most grand finals, you couldn't even move. Mm. It was packed. There were family. There was supporters. There was randoms that you're thinking, how did they get in? <laughs> but they somehow got through the door. <laughs> They knew the boot starter or someone, but they managed to find their way in. But, uh, yeah, to have a celebrity like the, that was, was, was pretty special, I think. Yeah. Clark Heading, my guest this morning, Mr. September. This time of year for a footy team, Clark, when, when you know that you're one win away from a grand final, uh, I, I can imagine it'd be a bundle of nerves, but also excitement. Well, mate, yeah, absolutely both. It's nerves and excitement because you, you literally – four teams are left – for the whole world of watching. Um, and obviously the two better teams go through to the grand final. So that the, the carrot at the end of this game is huge. And then obviously you got to worry about the grand final, but you, you can't get too far ahead of yourself. You got to make sure that you focus on this one game because the rewards are so huge, but you have to make sure that you play four quarters of football and then get yourself in a position to then play for the, the grand final of the cup as well. Why is this Brisbane's year? Why can the Lions? Yeah, look, I think they've had a great lead up to this 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 uh, final. Um, you know, they've they've as you mentioned before, they've won ten out of twelve games. You know, prior to that Port game, they weren't destroying teams. They always found a way to win. Yeah. So they weren't playing four quarters of football week in week out, but they always found a way to win, which is a great, which is a great team, I believe. But then when they came out against Port and were able to really kick three, four, five unanswered goals and really put the uh, foot to the metal, it was it was unreal. 
And I think after that Port game, I, I've got great belief that they can come out this weekend and do the same thing to Carlton and get themselves into a, a, a grand final. I love that. The watershed moment for me was the Demons game at the MCG where they had that one. They were going to beat the Demons again. They were going to beat the MCG hoodoo, which they did in that semi this time last year. But they let it slip. And yep. Chris Fagan put his hand up and said, yeah, we made mistakes in the box. We, we basically shut it down too early. Yes. And we will never do that again. And that's what we've seen, in my view, over the, the last six weeks of the comp, that they were winning. And they were mm. just making sure that they were able to win and do it gutsy, do it tough, and just get across the line. They've got that experience now in the finals, yeah. and they just exploded. So, yeah. yeah. And stuff. it's character building, too, within a yeah. club to know that, you know, you've got the confidence if you are, it's a close game. They never, it didn't rattle them. They were able to play the game out and, and kick the goals when they had to. Uh, when the siren went. So it was it was actually a good lead-up to finals football because each of those games was an intense game, a close game, and went down to the wire most of the time. So as you said, that Melbourne game, it was, you know, they, they did go defensive too early. Um, and Melbourne, they're a good attacking side, just like the lights-out game that happened at the Gabba. Yes. You know, they came out, they were in front, they went defensive mode, and Melbourne said, nah, we're going to keep going hard at the goals. And they... Nearly won the game. I know. Still home with six. We won't. Uh, we won't uh, make sure that hasn't. That doesn't happen again. Um, Jasper Fletcher, as a teenager in his first year, exploding onto the final scene the way he did, kicking three goals, uh, but also really important setups and mm. intercept marks and and just offloading to to other players, setting them up. Again, there's synergies about teenagers coming in in, in final series in first years for the Lions. I know Jay Brown, Brown yeah. yeah, was 19 and, yep. and, and, and sort of exploded from that point of view. Yeah, absolutely. Like Jasper's had a great year. Um, you sort of feel for Will Ashcroft at this point in time, given yeah. the fact that he was playing so well and he'd definitely be in this side uh, this weekend. But Jasper to come out like he has um, and, and play consistent football, but not only that, he's actually had an impact on the scoreboard. Yeah. He's taken some tally marks at you know, times of the game when someone had to stand up and he's taken some clunkers and he's been, you know, he's been consistently good. So he's been, you know, for his first year, he's having a great year and uh, his old man Picky would be absolutely over the moon. <laughs> you played with <laughs> as well. Exactly. We're feeling old now, aren't we? Yeah. Um, Paul has sent a text saying, G'day Ben, I reckon the big O is very similar to Crackers, the way he goes about his work. Can you please ask Clark how he rates him? There we go, the big O. Mate, the big O is, is, mate, is improving every time he plays. Mm. And, um, you know, he was, he was playing forward there a couple of years ago and, and the commentators were yelling at the big O whenever he went near it. And it's just sort of grown from there. He's got this sort of cult following uh, yeah. around around the Gabba anyway uh, when he gets near the ball. But, yeah, his ruck style, he's such a big bloke. You know, he's tall, he's got long limbs, and he just competes. Like, you think that he's not going to get his hand on it, and all of a sudden he just grows an extra three inches and he just gets his hand on the, on the football. And he does feed the midfielders really well. He has he, he does break it up. He breaks it up with a you know the nice tap down to his mids, but he also does the big long punch, which I like to clear the congestion while I was playing, obviously. But obviously it just creates chaos when the ball goes forward, especially when the defenders are like going, geez, you know, the lines are running towards their goal. The the defenders are running backwards. They don't want to make a mistake and uh, put you on the edge of your seat. And they uh, obviously can convert from that point. He's got a fairly handy midfield to, to feed as well when you have a look at McCluggage, uh, Neil. Josh Dunkley, uh, and then you've got Barry who might swing through there, yep. Cam Rayner who might drop back. Um, not so much a fab four because there's more of them that rotate through the midfield. But, I mean, you were you, – you had the fab four at your disposal. Absolutely. No, we had a, we had a great midfield. And, and you know, you, you could add the fab six or seven if you wanted to with the group that we had because Craig McRae went in there at some stage. Yeah. Um, you know, Chris Johnson was thrown in. Even Brownie was thrown in there at some 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 moments as well. Like he's a he's a big man, Brownie, and he can run. 
So we had a, a great engine room um, and our spine was to match the engine room as well. So we had a really good time. Um, I know Mr. September is how you're commonly known as, but is the Brownlow factory, is that another moniker that you wear? Yeah, or is that... well, the, the Brownlow maker. Yeah. Um, well, funnily enough, on the two occasions when Acker and Blackie won the Brownlows, on those Sundays, um, they came to my house. I had a blue couch that was like the colour of the Brownlow medal. <laughs> and both of them fell asleep on that couch on the Sunday before the Monday Brownlow. And funnily enough, they both won. Oh, there you but, go. You know, so it was called the Brownlow Maker Couch. Yeah, that nice. I had. Where, yeah. Where's that couch now? It's in the dump down at uh, oh. Nudgy. <laughs> I could have sold it, you reckon? Yeah, we could have taken it to the club. I mean, imagine if you just get Lockie to sleep on it or Huey. I yeah. mean, Lockie's already got, got it, Brownlow. Brownlow. Yeah. yeah. And let's not forget Josh Dunkley as well. Uh, 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. Uh, Callum, <laughs> Callum, thank you for your text. Hey, Benny, you need to offer Robbie Williams a regular spot on the show. He clearly hasn't got enough on his plate. <laughs> 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 Making up songs like yeah. that. Um, all right. Um, the biggest threat from Carlton, before I let you go, uh, we, we've heard about why Brisbane are going to win it, but who who is their biggest threat? Because I'm going to preface this by saying that Vossi reckons round eight when they last met doesn't count. Not even yep. going to look at the tape. Two completely different teams, which I don't think they are. But he said, no, nah, not even relevant. Do you look at that tape or yeah, is it, are, they, are they a different team now, Carlton? I think they're, they're not personnel different, but they're playing different. They're a lot, a lot better side. You look at Greater Western Sydney, same thing. Yeah. You know, they've, they've got beaten by those teams quite convincingly, Port Adelaide, and they came back and beat them. So it comes down to the, the, the 22 um, that are part of the game, 23 with the sub, to be able to get the best out of those players. But, uh, you know, with Robbie Williams singing that song, you know, Tom, Tom's game last weekend was absolutely amazing. And to have, be able to play, uh, play defence and play yeah. in the ruck, I think his work rate against uh, Dawes was, um, or Gorn, sorry, was, uh, was unbelievable. I think he really managed to contain Maxi and uh, basically took the game under his own skin and, and the grabs he took around the ground, they were unreal. But, you know, their forward line, Kerno, um, he had a quiet game last week, so he's going to be wanting to put his hand up for another crack. Um, he gets his mate Harry Mackay back. Yeah, Mackay's mm. back. Mm. So it's going to be a big job for the Lions defenders, but, you know, they get big jobs every week. You know, there's yeah. always a, a great full forward for a to- for a side that comes around. And, and Harris Andrews has had a remarkable year in regards to, you know, his, his punching ability, his timing has been really good. Um, he had a great game against Port. So our, our whole side will go into this game full of confidence, but I think they've just got to watch, you know, those key marking players for uh, for Carlton this weekend. I might be wrong on this, and I will check it. Um, well, Vanessa does her news, but I reckon DeConing didn't play against the Lions when they in round eight. Again, I stand to be corrected, but I just don't remember him being someone that was a, a presence. I do remember um, uh, the Twin Towers up front, uh, yep. Mackay and Kerno, yep. got a touch. Uh, sorry, one goal between them. So we're talking common medalists. Times two. Yeah, couldn't get near it. And yeah. couldn't get near it. Exactly yeah. right. So the defence uh, really stood tall that day, and so did Josh Dunn. Well, it's not a complicated game, you know. If you kick the most goals, you win. So if your forwards aren't kicking goals, oh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's tough. It's a tough day at the office. <laughs> it's so simple. After half an hour, we've nutted it down. Crack is always good to see you, mate. Appreciate you uh, coming in on what is going to be one of the, if not the, biggest weeks of sport in this city. Oh, absolutely. Oh, God, can you imagine next week? Well, actually, we won't be in this city next no. week. So this is our time. This, this is, is our grand final. Our time to show. There we go. Mr. September in September, 10.35. Vanessa's tapping her toes. That's right. Time for a news hit. Oh, and Q Bon Jovi.